This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Praise the Hallelujah. So when you want to be effective, you just say praise the Lord and hallelujah in one go. Praise the Hallelujah. Praise the, praise the Lord. <laughs> happy to be in church tonight? Hallelujah. I'm happy to see you guys. Glory be to God. We're going to have a good time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm, uh, I'm excited about church, not just because of you, but because of Him. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> we, we come here to spend time in His presence, don't we? Hallelujah. And to, to be changed. Praise the Lord. I'm a little loud or something. I don't know. It seems like I'm roomy. If you can fix that, that'd be great. Hallelujah. Roomy. I don't know. Got lots of new words. If you want to learn some new words, then just pay attention tonight. This is your night. Hallelujah. I was going to blurt into Norwegian, but I'm not going to do it. There would be a lot of new words, wouldn't it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It would, be like, it would be like speaking in tongues and not give the interpretation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Useless to the hearer. Praise the Lord. Are you happy to be in church tonight? Yes. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Praise the Lord. We're going to hear from heaven, and there's no greater thing. Hallelujah. Did you know that the Word of God has the potential to completely change your life? Hallelujah. From the first time you heard it until the last time you hear it, it can be life-changing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You hungry tonight? You expecting something from heaven? Hallelujah. You know, the song that we sang is saying, you know, those, those that are hungry, you know, He'll feed you and He will. You know, Jesus will never turn away somebody that's hungry for something more. But if you're not hungry, he'll leave you alone. Did you know that? You know, you can come to church. You can take it off the list and say, well, I went to church on Wednesday night. And, and you don't have to receive anything. <laughs> you know, the Lord will not bother you <laughs> if you're not in faith, if you're not expecting anything. Have you ever noticed that? You know, he'll leave you alone. But if you draw near to him, what's he going to do? It's going to draw near to you, right? And so we're going to draw near to him tonight, aren't we? Hallelujah. We're going to expect something great. Father, we love you. Hallelujah. And we gather in the name of Jesus. And you said, Father, two or three, do that, Father. You are there in the midst of them. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Father, for your presence tonight. Hallelujah. And I ask you, Father, for utterance. Utterance for your people, Father. Hallelujah. So those that are hungry will be fed. So those that have a need, Father, the need will be met. Hallelujah. According to your riches in glory, Father God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that your word never returns void, but it always accomplishes what it was sent to do. And I thank you, Father, for your word tonight. It will give light, Father, and understanding to the simple. It will absolutely change our lives, Father God. And we receive your word, Father God, with open hearts, and we know, Father, we will be changed. We will not be the same as when we came. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. So let me just share a few scriptures about that. In case you haven't heard them before, uh, I'm going to share them with you. You probably heard them before. If you've ever heard me speak, I, I, I mention some of these things quite often. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So this book here, the Bible, is given by inspiration of God. 
It is God's words for you. And for instance, you know, we, we know from John, he said that if everything Jesus, just Jesus spoke and said, if it was written down, he says, I suppose not even, not even the whole world will be able to contain the books that would have to be written. So we know that what was written is important, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think that everything that Jesus did and said was important? You know, he, he, he never spoke anything but what, the, what, what God told him to say. So we know that everything he said was, was important, but this, what is written in this book, must be especially important for us. Hallelujah. So that we can, we can live our lives victoriously, so we can, we can walk with God and accomplish what he's called us to do. Wouldn't you say that would be pretty accurate? Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, verse 10 says, First the rain comes down, whoo, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God uses his word to accomplish things. He sends his word, and it accomplishes things. It has something with it that you can receive. Hallelujah. So when you come to church and you, and you hear the word of God, it can be life-changing. If you will receive that word as if, as if it is God speaking to you. In Psalm 107, it says in verse, must have been 19 here, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Hallelujah. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Hallelujah. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them. Well, God works the same today. He sends his word to heal and to deliver. Hallelujah. And it's up to us to receive that word to be healed and to be delivered. Praise the Lord. That's why we come to church. Isn't it? And then one of my favorite scriptures... 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Hallelujah. That'll preach the whole sermon all on its own, won't it? Hallelujah. If you receive the word as it is in truth, God speaking to you, it will effectively work in you if you believe it. Hallelujah. You need to believe what God said and you need to receive it as it is him speaking to you. So this Bible is God speaking to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We could go home and be blessed. Hallelujah. And we will see this, this even more here that God does something with words. In Acts chapter 11, I'm going to start in verse 13. Acts 11, verse 13. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house who said to him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. Words. 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 God works with words. You saw him in the beginning. How did he create the heavens and the earth? With words. Hallelujah. Did you, you read that? You probably read that many times from when you were about this tall. Learn about how God made the heavens and the earth. He made the heavens and the earth by words. And he still works with words. He changes things with his words. Hallelujah. But they have to be received. 
Hallelujah. And that's why we're gathered here tonight is to hear words from God to you to change something in your life. Do you have something that you might want to have changed? Well, I do. Also, let's just pay attention. Hallelujah. Because God will give you a word, hallelujah, by which you or that situation will be changed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't he wonderful? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whoo! Hallelujah. I'm blessed just reading the scripture. Let's keep on doing it. That it's like, sounds like a good idea to me. You know, the Bible preached very well on its own. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18. I'm talking about the same thing here. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Now, verse 23, saying, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers and his flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So you see here, he's talking about the Word of God. You received it, and you were actually born again by the Word of God. And he works the same with everything else that he has promised you. And it, what he has promised you, he does it through words. Hallelujah. And if you will receive those words and do something with it, your life will be changed. Hallelujah. So now, we've kind of laid a foundation. I just, I just, those were scriptures that came to mind about how God operates with his words. And so let's see now. What he says about you in his word. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5 verse 15. Hallelujah. And he died for all. That those who live should live no longer for themselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. That would be a completely different way of life wouldn't it? Therefore from now on he said we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. And then he keeps on going here in verse 18. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's what God said. That's what his word says about you. And you need to take ownership of that and see yourself that way and quit looking at yourself according to how you grew up or even your current circumstance. Because you, you are not the sum total of what your mind thinks you are. You are who God says you are. And that might not be uh, lining up right now. Can I get an amen? <laughs> God made you perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's who God made you. And by his word, if you will just receive what he says about you, and we're going to go more into that, but if you will receive what he says about you and start accepting that as the truth of who you are, now you are on the right track. Hallelujah. 
He says that, he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. And that's an interesting thing. You know, you said you were, you were, you were born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So a seed produces after its kind. You see that in Genesis. The seed, a seed you know, so an apple tree will, will, will produce apples that have apple seeds in them. You will never find an apple with, with an orange seed in it. Or maybe, maybe you know, seed corn in it or something like that. No, no, an apple will produce apples. And, and God's word will produce what God's word says. And so you have to actually get into the word to see who you are now that you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You have to go in and see. You actually need to let the Bible reintroduce yourself to who you are. Because you are not who you used to be anymore. No, he says, all things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What became new? Well, you have to get in the Word to find out. And when you get in the Word and find out, you're going to get real happy. Because God don't make any junk. No, no. God makes perfect things god made you perfect and complete lacking nothing but for you to access all that god has given you you have to access it by faith and how does faith come faith comes by the word of god hallelujah praise the lord you blessed yet all right i'm gonna keep on going that wasn't too many amens right there we're gonna keep on going praise the lord hallelujah <laughs> aren't you happy we have the word of god you wouldn't even know who you are without the Word of God. Praise the Lord. So, let's go to Romans chapter 6. And that's kind of funny because today was our daily Bible reading was Romans chapter 6. If you do your, you know, everybody at Fellowship Church reads their Bible, right? One chapter a day, Monday through Friday, right? If you do that, you might get a text that said Romans chapter 6 was today's scripture. So, we're going to read it. Hallelujah. And any. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you missed it, praise the Lord. Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then, starting in verse 1? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too... My walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm going to stop right there. I might pick it up in verse 12 here in a little bit. So what does it mean to have died to sin? Well, what did sin bring? Sin brought separation. It brought death. It brought sickness and disease and lack. Paul is saying here, you should consider yourself dead to all that stuff. 
Not just dead to sin as far as living a sinful lifestyle. No, dead to everything that sin brought. Praise the Lord. And he said, you consider yourselves. So this is something you have to do. You have to consider yourself dead to sin and all the effects of sin. To live in victory. Hallelujah. In verse 12 he says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and you know, yes, you can talk about sin, but I want to talk about sickness and disease here, for instance. Don't let it reign in your body. Consider yourself dead indeed to sin and all the effects of sin. Praise the Lord. It's really quiet in here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 15. What then are we to sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin which leads to death or of obedience, either of sin which leads to death or of obedience which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you are committed and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations, he says here. So we need to consider ourselves dead to sin and all that sin brought. Hallelujah. And I'm going to go here to Romans chapter 8 because he's continuing this whole thing here. And I'm going to show you how to live in victory. How would you like to know that? Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8. He talks in, in chapter 7. He talks about, you know, you, you have to realize your body is not born again. He says, actually, Scripture says your body is dead because of sin. But your spirit is life because of righteousness. So you are alive unto God, but your body can still be a little rebellious. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's going to get gooder, I promise. Hallelujah. That's another word for you. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Jesus, hallelujah. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us to do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. That's, I'm going to keep on reading. I'm going to stop here for a minute. That's what we're talking about today. Don't put your mind on the flesh. Don't put your mind on what your natural circumstance would try to tell you. You can live on a higher plane than that. You can live according to what God has promised you through what He did 
in Jesus, in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. And you need to set your mind on those things. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So what's he talking about here? Those that are in the flesh cannot please God. I'm going to throw something out at you here. He's talking about those that are not born again. They cannot please God. How do you please God? Hebrews 11, 6. I'm going to read in, in the English Standard Version. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him forever would draw near to God. Must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. The people that are not born again, they don't believe that God exists. They don't believe in God. They're living in the flesh. They're ruled by their flesh. I know, I know, I know that a Christian can too, but I'm going to show you something here. Let's go on reading in verse 9. This is startling, actually. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So how many of you have the Spirit of God in you? If you're born again, you have the Spirit of God in you, so you are in the Spirit. You're in the Spirit a whole lot more than you think. You know, if you've been joined to the Lord Jesus Christ, and if those that have been joined to the Lord are one Spirit, you, you've been joined to Him. Whether you realize it or not, whether you live like it or not, you've been joined to Him. And you can take advantage of it, or you can live a life completely defeated. But we don't have to. Hallelujah. I know this might be rubbing you a little bit, but you know what? It's the Word of God. <laughs> Verse 10, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Hallelujah. So if you would just get in the Word and you start to agree with what God says about you, you will by the Spirit put to death the deeds of the body. The body will be in, try to be in rebellion. The body might try to do what it wants to do. Your body might want to live a sinful lifestyle, but you can put a stop to that. By the, if you will live according to the Spirit. Hallelujah. Is this really confusing to you? Praise the Lord. You know, it's, it's, God has done everything that He needed to do to completely set you free. But you're going to have to listen to Him and you're going to have to listen to what the Holy Spirit says. Hallelujah. I'm going to start reading again in verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So this is something you have to do, right? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Yes, you will suffer persecution if you walk by the Spirit. I can tell you that right now. 
But if you don't walk by the Spirit, if you just walk like all the world walks, then nobody will notice you. But if you walk according to the Spirit, you will live, hallelujah, and you will live the God kind of life. You know, what, what, you know, the reason why we have to get in the Word is because you connect your spirit to what your mind is set on. What you think on, you connect your spirit to. For instance, you can sit out in, in the woods around a campfire and uh, somebody starts to tell a scary story. And you sit there and you listen to it. And then you hear something crack in the woods behind you that you can't see. And he's like, what was that? What was that? And now you start to be afraid. What if it is a bear? Well, what are you doing? Your mind is not connected to this, or your spirit is not connected. The spirit of fear is coming in. What your mind is on, you will connect your spirit to. And so if you, if you just, you know, you see what I'm saying here? And so if, if, if you would just look into the Word and you, can, you focus on what the Word says, then, then you will be spiritually connected to that and you will start to grow and you will start to be able to see clearly and by the Spirit you will start to put to death the deeds of the body or you will live a victorious life. Hallelujah. Because you are a new creature in Christ Jesus and if you don't, if you don't study, if you don't put, 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 put the word in you, then you will live a defeated life regardless of what Jesus has done for you. He's not going to be able to do anything for you. Hallelujah. There's a reason why Paul prayed like he did for the Colossians and for the Ephesians. In Colossians chapter 1, for instance, in verse 9, it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Hallelujah. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He said that you will be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Hallelujah. So you will know and see and understand what Jesus has already done for you. Hallelujah. Because if you don't know, you won't be able to access the grace in which you already stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God qualified you. And this is what this actually jumped out me once when Pastor Mike was preaching. In verse 12, it says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. So he has qualified you, but he will never make you partake of anything that Jesus has done. He, will, he, he, he has actually reconciled the world to himself through what Jesus did on the cross. Did you know that? You know, the sin problem was taken care of. And that's why he has made us ambassadors for Christ. That's what 2 Corinthians chapter 5 talks about. So that they can hear about it and then they have to make a choice. If they will, will receive it and, 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 and receive eternal life. Or if they will reject it and walk in darkness and go to hell. It's as easy as that. And it's the same with the rest of what Jesus has done for you that you can walk in 
if you would just agree with it and by faith access it. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Because in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2 it says, Therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You have access by faith into this grace in which you stand and that faith only comes by the word of God. Hallelujah. I got one amen from pastor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I seem like I've lost you somewhere. Did I lose you somewhere back there? I feel like I lost you, but we're going to get you back. Hallelujah. You know, the reason why the word is so important is so that you can get a grip on who you are and what is yours. And so you can start engage. So you can start engaging in everything that Jesus has already done for you. What I mean by that? Well, you have a part to play. God never, will, he will never force you to do anything. But he will, he will prompt you by his spirit to speak the word, to declare the word, and to act like it's so. But he won't make you. You know, we had communion this last uh, Sunday. And I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to bring out something here that you might not think of very often. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So Jesus wants us to do this. He wants us to remember that he died for us and that he rose again. And you also need to remember the benefits that are yours because he did so. And it says here that word proclaim also means to promulgate. And most of you probably don't know what promulgate means. But I didn't know. I had to look it up. But it means to put a law into effect by official proclamation. So what does that mean? Well, you need to proclaim what the Lord Jesus has done for you. You need to proclaim what he has set you free from. You need to proclaim that you've been set free from sin and all the effects of it. You need to proclaim, hallelujah, that by the stripes of Jesus you've been healed. You need to proclaim that by the blood of Jesus you've been made holy and righteous and the effects of righteousness will be seen in your family. You need to proclaim, proclaim that the peace of God has been given to you. Hallelujah. And it will surely reign in my life every day. I will not be moved by what I see. I will only be moved by what the word of God says. Hallelujah. The spirit of fear has no room in my house. If you don't proclaim it, you won't put the law into effect. But if you will proclaim it and put it in your mouth, guess what's going to happen? Jesus is going to show up at your house. And the spirit of fear cannot stay. Do you hear me? Sickness cannot stay if you will proclaim it. 
I have experienced it. I have walked it out. Hallelujah. I know that the word of God is true. I know that the word of God will produce everything it said it will produce. If I would just hold fast to the confession of my faith, God will bring it to pass. Because he always watches over his word to perform it. Always watches over his word to perform it. I can hold a son in my hands that is named Liam James today because God watches over his word to perform it. We were told that we were not going to have any more kids. Unless, you know, we had surgery, maybe. We're not opposed to surgery, but I know that the word of God is true. We even scheduled surgery, but a week before we're supposed to have surgery, we were pregnant. Hallelujah. Don't tell me that the word of God does not work. Don't tell me that he's not faithful to what's always worth to perform it. If you will hold fast the confession of your faith, then you will promulgate. Hallelujah. You will proclaim, hallelujah, what Jesus has done for you. You will surely see it come to pass in your home. You hear me? Hold fast the confession of your faith because he is faithful who promised. Hallelujah. You, be, you, you hold fast to your confession. Glory be to God. And you will see the outworking of what it means to be righteous in your home. Hallelujah. Maybe even rejoice in the fact that the Lord has heard your prayer. Quit praying and praying and praying. Quit praying as if he didn't hear you. In 1 John 5, 14, he says that this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we pray it according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him. This is the confidence. If you prayed for a loved one, hallelujah. If you prayed for a loved one, he heard you the first time. It might be time to start rejoicing in the fact that he has heard you and that he is working mightily in their life. Praise the Lord. The Lord is faithful. And he's faithful to you. And if the devil tries to tell you, well, you don't qualify, well, the word just said that God qualified you by the blood of Jesus. So you might as well get that thought out of your head and say that by the blood of Jesus, I've been qualified for God's best. His absolute best. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 12 kind of tickled me today, and I want to read it to you. Verse 1, and in that day you'll say, O Lord, I'll praise you. Do your anger with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. His anger was turned away when Jesus paid the price for sin. Did you know that? Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout. When was the last time you cried out and shouted at your house that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever? 
Hallelujah. For great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Hallelujah. He's in your midst. He's in your house. If you would just start to lift your voice and rejoice, hallelujah, in what Jesus has done for you, surely, surely, surely he will show himself strong on your behalf. Well, you might say, well, it didn't seem to work last time. Well, why did you quit? Why did you quit? You know, this walk of, of faith and walking with the Lord, it's not just something that you try. No, this is your life. The just shall live by faith, right? Shall live by faith. This is your life, man. But if you will give yourself to the Lord and if you will give yourself to the Word and what the Word says about you, you will see the outworkings of it and you will see the blessing of the Lord manifest in your home and in your family. Because he's faithful. He's faithful. You can't just, well, if you just try, you know what you're doing then? You are basing everything on what you see. And you will fail miserably. That's a lot of times what people do. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, you know. You know, you might pray for a family member and, and you don't see a change. And now you get frustrated. Well, now you're out of faith. Frustration is not faith. Frustration is not faith. No, no. If you're frustrated, you don't believe that God is working on your behalf or in their life. No, no. If you're in faith, you'll be in joy. You will be, you, you, you will, you will be happy because God is doing something. Hallelujah. Regardless of what you see. I think I've almost worn a hole in the carpet here going back and forth. It's pretty amazing. You can move this thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, I want to I read something to you here. There was a prophecy or tongues and interpretation by our pastor here a few weeks ago, and I want to read it to you. You know, because when the, when the Lord speaks, you know, it's a word from him, right? For us in particular. For the time is now for the church to arise. It is now for her to rise up and be who she was destined to be. Do not be afraid, nor to be dismayed, but let the Spirit of God that is in you be the thing that brings about what, is, what it is that I'm doing in these last days. For there shall arise within the church men and women who speak the truth in love and bring about a manifestation of my glory in the earth this day. So be of good cheer and rejoice in what it is God has for you, for the best is yet to come, and the grace of God will rest upon your life. And for those who choose to believe, there will be great grace that rests upon them. For those who choose to believe, it said. Great grace will rest upon them. So it's up to us, isn't it? It's up to us what we do with the truth that we know. And many of us, we've heard a lot of truth. Hallelujah. And now it's time for us to take that truth and put it into practice. Because there is great grace available for the church of the living God in these last days. Hallelujah. And he wants us to walk in, 
Hallelujah, everything that he has done for us. That's why it's so important to get in the word and see what he has done so that you will assess situations correctly. So you won't bow down to fear. So you won't bow down to unbelief. So you won't bow down to what the world around you does. Because that will be the default if you don't fill up with the word of God. Hallelujah. So who's with me? We're going to choose to do what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. And we're going to fulfill what God has called this church to do. And that is to absolutely upend our area for Jesus. You know, if our neighbors have gotten away with not being exposed to the presence of God, it's time for that to change. Through you and me. Isn't it? Hallelujah. God is wanting to do so much more than he's allowed to do. I remember, I can't remember which vision it was that Kenneth e. Hagen had of the Lord, but he, the Lord told him, he says, my people, they don't want to believe me or they don't believe me. You know, that's a sad testimony, isn't it? But you know what? We can change that. Did you know that? We can change that. You know, in 1 Peter chapter 1, it says, you know, and let me see if I can find that real quick because that'll be something that we can kind of think of as we go home. First Peter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's just start in verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So your faith may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Well, your faith, hallelujah, <laughs> can be on the day that, Jesus, that we stand before Jesus, it can be found to praise. You can be praised for your faith. Just like Hebrews chapter 11. Enoch, Noah, Moses, Abraham, Sarah, hallelujah, through faith and patience inherited the promises. So you can be amongst them if you so choose to take God at his word, hallelujah, and walk by faith. That should be exciting. And you know, if we haven't done it, we can. You know, we can change today. God knew that we would mess up. You know, nothing is, is, you know, he knows the end from the beginning. He still called you. And he still loves you. You know, we, we, we can live our lives so that at the end of the race, hallelujah, there will be some praise because in the midst of that situation, you chose to follow me. God sees everything. He sees what you go through. He sees, he sees the heartache and the pain. He sees that your coworkers are filled with unbelief. 
He sees all that. But he also sees it when you stand in the midst for righteousness, that you stand for what is right, that you stand for what the Bible says, and you say, I choose to believe God. I choose to not participate in that because the Word of God says this. God sees all that, and He writes it down in His book. I like to think about that sometimes. Because when it seems hard, when it seems like, you know, <laughs> like Charles Capps once said, he says, when the winds of doubt are, when the warm winds of doubt are blowing, he says, hold fast the confession of your faith. And sometimes it seems like, ah, oh, it seems like it's not working. When I look out the window, it seems like the scenery is not changing. And I'm so tired of this scenery. I mean, this scenery, you know. <laughs> but if you hold fast the confession of your faith, God will watch over his word to perform it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And I thank you, Father, that your word, hallelujah, it always produces what it was sent to produce, Father God. Hallelujah. In the heart that receives it, Father God, the seed of your word will produce an abundant harvest, Father God. And I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For the word that went forth tonight, Father God. Hallelujah. Even where there was a, 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 the understanding wasn't quite there, Father. I thank you for the word, Father. Hallelujah. It never returns void. Your word never returns void. Your word never returns void, Father, but it accomplishes what it was sent to accomplish. And your words are spirit and their life, Father. Hallelujah. So to the hungry heart, Father, I know, hallelujah, that this word is producing a mighty harvest, Father God. And we will be changed, Father, hallelujah, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and from glory to glory. Hallelujah, because your word, Father, hallelujah, it feeds us, it nourishes us, Father God, and it makes us grow, Father Hallelujah, so that we access more and more and more and more and more, Father, of what you have done for us. Hallelujah. You're so faithful, Father. You're so faithful, Father. Hallelujah. You're so faithful, Father. Hallelujah. And the ones, Father, that feel like they have fallen short makes no difference. Today is the day of salvation. Today is a new day. Your grace is new. Your mercies are new every morning, Father. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. The blood of the everlasting covenant, Father, working mightily in each and every one of us, Father God. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. Jesus is faithful. And he loves you so much. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. He loved you before you even knew who he was. He loved you in your mess. He still loves you. Hallelujah. He loved you when you were dead in sin. He still loves you today. He just wants us to draw near to Him 
so that he can fix what is broken. He wants us to draw near to him, hallelujah, so he can mend the broken heart. He wants us to draw near to him, hallelujah, because he is a merciful, good father. He wouldn't have done what he did unless he loved you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life, a life of peace, a life of joy. If there hasn't been peace and joy in your home, that can change today. Hallelujah. When you start to proclaim, hallelujah, the Lord's death, what he did for you, that he rose again victoriously for you, hallelujah. He redeemed you with his blood completely. If you will lift your voice and rejoice in your redemption, you will start to see its outworkings in your home, hallelujah. And fear and torment will leave. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. And He will help you every step of the way. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, for the move of your spirit, Father, in our church, in our people's lives, hallelujah. I just thank you, Father, hallelujah, for you working so mightily. You are even now, Father, working by your spirit. Glory be to your name, hallelujah. In each and every heart, glory be to your name. Thank you, Father. The best is yet to come because Jesus is Lord, hallelujah. And we thank you for it, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful. Hallelujah. And he loves you. You know that?